come as a total shock to no one who knows me. Ready for it? <laughs> I'm ready. 15 minutes ago, I was in the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> We've, we've, we, we know this about me. We know that Mondays after a long run day, there should be enough calories in the house to fight the rungry. Rungry? Rungry. That's a thing, huh? It's a thing. And, uh, I failed to do this mostly because I knew we were going to Buffalo today. I knew I was going to Buffalo. Andrew coming with me was a total surprise, but I knew I was going to Chipotle for lunch. And so I was like, there shall be calories, right? (laughs) So I didn't really think about what was going to happen. I drink your milkshake. (laughs) I drink it up. (laughs) I did not really think about what was going to happen when I got home. So I'm here for like two hours. He went back to school to send some emails. I'm here for like two hours and suddenly I call him and I'm in the middle of a meltdown because there's no snacks in the house. (laughs) So he came, picked me up, drove me to the grocery store. We bought snacks. And on the way out, he's like, wow, it's 8.15 already. And I was like, that rings a bell. (laughs) (laughs) We have to go. (laughs) So welcome to the podcast, everyone. I've learned nothing by the age of 38 and a half. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, it's episode 199, and mm-hmm. uh, we thought we would get together, uh, just the two of us that started on episode one, yeah. and I don't know, reminisce, talk, maybe we'll do that, maybe it'll just go off unhinged like it usually does. We don't know. There's there's no telling. There's no there's plan. No, there's no plan, there's no script, there's just booze in front of me, <laughs> and that should suffice. So. I agree. I'm guessing not. you're not drinking though, since you not, had the yeah the running. I'm having something with calories in it. I'm having That's a protein good. drink. <laughs> yeah, I'll get there. I will get there. I promise. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, so 199 episodes, and uh, over the course of that, you and I have become really good friends. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because at the beginning. Uh, episode one, I didn't really know you. Not at all. Not at like, all. Like, at all. We respected each other as composers. Yeah. Like, we, we, we knew of each other. We, you had joined the collective for Adjective. Right? But that was, I mean, like, sometimes it sort of feels like I have a crazy idea and I say, you ten people, let's go do it. Yeah. And people are like, uh... I'm I'm gonna follow her because she's a little crazy and I'm worried about what's gonna happen if I say no, but I'm gonna duck out real quick left afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the the collective, you know, I joke about this. It wasn't that disorganized at the beginning. It was it was a cool idea, but we really yeah. didn't have any idea where it was gonna go. And you were in China and you joined because you needed to. You needed that community back here. You needed a way of getting scores out here. And uh, yeah, we did the first episode. And I don't know, like we became close before the pandemic. We really did because mm-hmm. oh yeah, Miami was uh, Miami University. We were having a hilarious time. That was February 2020. Yep, at fourth. Uh, sp- that that was at Splice uh, three something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the fourth and fifth, fifth cases of COVID were on that campus in quarantine while we were there. Oh, the I fourth, don't remember that. <laughs> the fourth and fifth known shit. <laughs> cat. <laughs> cat. Um, the fourth and fifth known cases in the U.S. 
you know, well-documented ones, were were quarantined at Miami University. No shit. Wow. Yeah. You and I talked about it on the way to get Korean that night, and you were like, I haven't told Kate, and I was like, I am sure as shit not telling Andrew. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So like that hit and then that sort of supercharged our friendship a little bit more because we were. Yeah. So, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember back, like there was that, were we at anything together before then? I mean, I had had you guys to OU before then, you and Andrew, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you like. I think you both did a composer thing. You did a bassoon thing. And then I believe you were on like the new music ensemble concert or something. I think you guys, you probably played something. I think you played like Frozen Landscape. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then saxophone quartet had done Transnosis. But pre-pandemic, we'd only like seen each other in person like four times. Yeah. But recorded, like, a dozen or so episodes. Yeah, something like that. Because yeah. I'm looking at the episode lists right now. And it's... <laughs> I mean, you know, we get through The Collective mm-hmm. at the time um, within eight episodes. Because remember, at that time, we had um, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Who... Isaacson. Yeah. Like... I, I don't know. I think I think I asked and he was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I was yeah. like, all right, fine. Um, I can't remember. It seems like we started with 10, but yet we have nine episodes or uh, only eight episodes. I don't remember how that worked out. Other well, than there was just, one where I interviewed you, right? Yeah, that was that was my episode. OK, so. But we started with 10. So who's the person I'm missing? Did we start with 10? Did we? Oh, maybe we didn't. Maybe we started with nine. Should be a really great question for the co-owner. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, the next the next couple things was uh, was just my friends, like you know, yep. from Rice. But then episode sixteen, like, boom, we're into uh, people I had never met before. And episode yeah. fifteen was our first over drinks. Do you know who Aww. it was about? Oh God! No, Eleni Lilios. Oh, I think it was. I think it was me, Andrew, and Carter. <laughs> that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, we we started pretty early with like, okay, well, I'm just gonna start cold calling people, and you know, like totally <laughs> friend friends were mixed in. Oh yeah, there, but it was a lot. Like I have talked to a lot of people that I have never met before. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Or met like once at a festival and said, right. "Oh, I love your music. Let's do this." Definitely. Um, yeah, but anyway, man. So yeah, I guess we, you know, we did the uh, uh, we did our episode. You interviewed me, so that's two. We definitely did the um, the next over drinks was uh, Appergeese. Oh, was th- I on that one? Don't you think you would have been on that one? I mean, I should be on that one, but uh, I don't I can't remember. remember. I can't remember either. <laughs> I mean, this has been eight years. We right? definitely did the Foggerlund together. Oh, God, yeah, because that was when the Angry Beaver <laughs> 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 came up. 
<laughs> still use that. Still use that. Oh my god, angry beaver noises. <laughs> That's so good. Um you were on you were definitely on Sarah Kirkland Snyder. Hundred percent. I got very drunk on that one. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um <laughs> And then there was, there were, that's when we kind of started, like, it was episode 63, we had a a round table with John Fielder. John Fielder at that time was so enamored with the overdrinks, he was just like, I just want to be part of one of those. Like, I don't want my own episode, I just want to be on an overdrinks one. Uh, So we did. Was that the minimalism versus? I think it might have been something like that. Yeah, and then we had a then we had a round table for uh, about like gender diversity and, yep. and stuff like that. I just remember the clusterfuck that was recording on our end because there were oh. four of oh, us that's in right. one room and it was terrible. <laughs> you and Andrew and Rob Deemer and Jen. Yes, cuz Jen in, was in right. Fredonia as a guest. Oh my god, that was mm. That was one of those moments where, like, I have no grace under my lack of patience, and I was ready to call you and say, three, four of us walked into this room, only three will come out if we do not cancel this today. (laughs) (laughs) There are are cords and wires everywhere, and I can hear people breathing, and there's an echo, and I'm done. (laughs) Well, let let me tell you, it was an editing nightmare. I know. I I remember that one. Yeah, but but yeah, that was kind of the beginning of like having, you know, six people on, and then when it got to Corona tones, oh my god, we actually knew how to do it. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's that's also true. Also, I'm I'm looking through the episode list right now, and um, episode ninety eight and ninety nine. Do you remember doing this? We reviewed like movies that had composers in them. Yes. Yeah. Rob and Jamie go to the movies. (laughs) You didn't know. I was referring to Sebastian the Crab. I know. <laughs> from Little Mermaid as the best <laughs> movie composer of all time. <laughs> have you seen I, have you seen the new Little Mermaid? I I have not. I have not yet. I can't okay, wait. We ha- okay, we have. Okay. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> spoil anything no, for No, no, I actually don't believe in spoilers. I don't care if people tell me everything. Okay, well, the story, they stick super close to the story. Okay. Like, there is a there is one added song for mm-hmm. Prince Eric. Oh, my and God. There, there is, uh, now there's a song for Scuttle and uh, Sebastian together. That's a new song. But other than that, I mean, it's like, it's... It's the eight Disney eighty nine movie, just with like real human beings hmm. and uh, fake crabs and fish and seagulls and. and Mel- I, I will say Melissa McCarthy was surprisingly good as Ursula. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah, um, like they, it feels like they kind of let her play into her comedy chops, <laughs> you know, um. I wish I wish she would have like they would have let her go a little bit further, but um, but yeah, she she was surprising. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that, but there's that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, like it it really has been through the podcast that we've become such good friends because, like you said, 
before this, we had, well, I mean, good Lord, before. 2021, 2022. Yeah, before 2022, we'd still only like seen each other in person like five, max Ish. six times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so now it's, we make a better habit of seeing each other in person <laughs> just a little <laughs> we realize that oh fredonia and athens aren't that far away from each other <laughs> yeah. yeah now it's like are you applying to that conference oh yeah okay we'll go to that we're good <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 yeah. so yeah i was uh I, you know we i think it was maybe episode 100 i, I feel like it was episode 100 or 150 um there's a huge difference between those two numbers rob yeah i know but one of them okay yeah a hundred we did uh i think andrew and i did a best of lexical tones and we found all these clips and stuff like that we (laughs) didn't do that today obviously (laughs) no like if you want the best of just go back and listen um i'm sure you'll find something that's entertaining um we've had so many people on like and uh yeah a lot of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. So I mean the as we've been editing these mm. this this uh this current run, oh my god, almost in every episode, uh the uh the Andrew Cody <laughs> as Elmo, I don't when I listen to music, I don't feel anything has come up every single time. <laughs> I love that episode so much, but I am going to bring up the fact that we all went to Midwest together last December. Yeah. And Midwest is a grueling set of days for those of us who are on the floor, <laughs> yes. right? Right. Yeah. So I'm there in the evening on what was it, second day, second night or the third night? It might have been uh, the third night because it, everything got canceled early so we could pack up so everybody could outrun right. the snowstorm. Yeah. And we had just talked for three fucking days straight. So everything oh, about yeah. me hurt, right? <laughs> and Rob is like so gung ho. I want to play this part of the episode. And I was like, you have to wait until I'm not in the room or I'm in at like, let me take a shower. You guys can listen to this episode while I'm in the shower. Because, because if I laugh hard, I'm going to break a collarbone. <laughs> because Andrew and I were so like slap happy at the time. And, <laughs> and I was ready to slap both of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was, it was a very dangerous combination. <laughs> it was, it really was. <laughs> That was I, I will say that was such a fun trip. I, I honestly don't know if I'll ever do Midwest again unless I have something very specific for that thing. You know, like like yeah, I have a weird band piece that has three soloists. I mm-hmm. have an orchestra piece that's really fucking hard, you know. There's well, yeah. There's something specific we're gonna be promoting this next one, and it's gonna be everywhere, and you're a part of that. So Yeah, that's true. We'll have the planets. We'll have the planets. Whatever we're going to call it. We're, n- we're not going to call it the planets. We're but, still working on a title. Yeah. We'll <laughs> but get yeah, there. We'll be promoting that event and the nine composers who are doing it and how to tie into it in other ways that aren't related to that specific orchestra. Yeah, we're going to have something really specific uh, going on, but... I don't I honestly don't know who's going to be there this year and everybody who was there last year um you've already told me you're probably not coming this year well here's the big reason i'm not coming this year i have to write the piece (laughs) like 
I'm okay. going to use every available hour of December to yes. write that piece. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. That's so, right. Yeah, and I, I can't Cherie is getting married. Like, woohoo! We are going to Cherie's wedding on the way to Midwest, so she won't be there like she right. normally is. So I think Andrew Cody will be there, although. He traditionally doesn't spend a ton of time at the booth. Evan will tell me that he's coming and then ghost me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we love you, Evan. <laughs> um, Evan's just got a lot him. going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm not even sure who's going to be at the booth the whole time, but we'll figure it out. We'll keep on rolling, and the next year will be entirely different yet again. Yeah. But it was fun. Like, yeah. it was it was super, it was super fun um to just like hang out like that i mean it gave me you know it gave me uh you know four one like the 419 festival vibes Mm -hmm. again you know where we were all like oh i suppose that that Mm -hmm. that was when we really became friends the 419 festival oh well we all know why (laughs) yes we know why and we will not speak of her will we well we Um, don't have to speak about her but have we ever talked about you and I sitting next to each other in the concert hall, me having just gotten off the phone with a lawyer. <laughs> and, yeah. And you, <laughs> I think we have talked about you I, and Andrew waking me up with a pool table that morning, right? Oh, we've totally talked about that. So the 419 Festival, we rented a humongous uh, Airbnb. It was like the top floor of this like mansion that had like <laughs> – how many other Airbnbs in it? Like it was mm. split up into probably at least four units, and we had I would the say biggest four one. Or five. Yeah, we had we had the biggest one upstairs, and um, it was a bunch of bedrooms, but a huge, huge common area that had like a massive, you know, like dining area, massive like TV and like like lounge area, but it also had a pool table. It had like workout gear. It had it was just <laughs> so weird. Um, and the pull-out couch that I was sleeping on was like 10 feet from the fucking pool table. What? Yeah. You were in a room. You weren't out. No. You and you Evan were, not were in the out rooms. At- yeah. You and Evan were in the rooms because you both snore. So Annie and Andrew and I slept <laughs> on the two couches that folded down. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, shit. I know. <laughs> well, that wasn't 10 feet from the pool table. That was more like 50 feet. No. Yes. No, no. That was no. on the other side. That was totally on the other side. Either way, I wake up to the sound of the pool table. <laughs> and you two assholes giggling because you knew it would wake me up and it is before 8 a.m. And nobody has made a cup of tea for me. And you're just beside yourself. Oh, that was funny. Being stupid boys about it. And I was yeah. like. Oh, I need Annie to get here. She wasn't there yet. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. was like, I need Annie to get here to balance this shit out. And then, well, like six hours later, shit had gone down. The, Things the terrible were fine. shit. I mean, it eventually was fine. It eventually but, was fine, but you had a really bad day. And yeah. I was with you every step of the fucking way. I didn't let you out of my sight because you I was were. worried about what was going to break. <laughs> Well, and you also like I was when when shit like that goes down for me, I I typically go like really quiet. Quiet. Yeah. Um and because <laughs> it was like that TikTok I sent you. Um 
Uh, it was just a couple days ago. It was the <laughs> like, it seems like you want to yes. skip over the processing the emotions <laughs> and just go to solving the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, if I solve the problem, there aren't emotions to process. That's how you handle emotions, right? And I was you know like, funny, yeah, that's me. I had seen that TikTok about six hours earlier. And I was like, huh. This is like half my friend group. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it truly yeah, is me. You went, you went really quiet to cope with what was going on. And yeah. I was just like, ah, I'm just going to keep an eye on that. Andrew, go deal with logistics. I'm going to. And we're yeah. sitting next to each other in the glass pavilion in Toledo. And <laughs> you leaned over and said, you know, I just want you to know. I'm really sorry for the way we woke you up this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the moment I was like, all right, we're friends. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was, I, I was just, there was, yeah, I feel like there's a, okay, so we're both 38. Mm-hmm. At that time, I don't know, 30, well, that was 419, so four years ago. Um, 34. So we were 34. As a, and we had both been out of school for a while. So the whole, like, thing about being in your late 20s, early 30s and making other friends, especially, like, <laughs> friends that are, like, close friends, Mm-hmm. Um, that's not, that's so difficult, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it was at, it was at that moment where like this catastrophic emotional thing was happening to me and like, I'm pretty sure like we sat like next to each other on the couch together. I'm pretty sure you like hugged me, which obviously <laughs> had never, like we had never done before that you know it was like like making friends in your 30s where you feel comfortable enough and vulnerable enough to actually have physical contact yep of i guess specifically for opposite sex friends probably yeah you know like i'm sure you've probably like made friends probably with other women where that's been a little bit easier to get to that point. I don't know because I don't actually, I don't actually like being hugged if I don't know people like, Oh yeah. There's, there's so much about my stature, my personality and my upbringing where people just hug me without permission all the time. And I'm Mm. like, maybe no touchies. Maybe not. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, even 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 people who are similar to me, but I don't know very well, they'll come up and just hug me without asking. And so it's one of those things where like, yeah, yeah. Even like people I've known for years, I just don't know them that well. And so I've just started telling everyone that I'm uncomfortable with hugs. And like, this is now part of my, my students were worried about hugging me at graduation last (laughs) week. And I was like, get the, get over here. Like I say that. So you have to stop and think about physically touching another human being without saying like, eh, you know, like, can I? Um, and, and it's worked really well because obviously like 
yeah, I do like being hugged, but not universally. Let's put right. it that way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you you had a super shitty day. Yeah, there are some same sex friends of mine. Actually, I just made a good new friend, and I realized that that's part of what I missed during the pandemic. Mm. Is that like? Yes, I have a travel bug. Everyone knows. We all know. Anybody mm-hmm. listening this far into 199 episodes in, this far into season. Gonna Where party like it's 199. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. We I apologize. We all know that I have the travel bug, but that was only part of the problem. The part, other part was we weren't meeting any new people yep. during the pandemic. We were staying so insular. And so when I was at Interlochen, like the week after spring break, we had a guest and honestly, they sprang this on me so late that it was one of those things where like, I'm going to do it because it's part of my job and I'm happy because it's another composer. But at the same time, I was just like, I was just a smidge like, oh, do I have to? (laughs) Like, I don't have enough information on this. Do I? And it turned out to be this amazing human being. Um, Leilahua Lanzalotti, she and I think almost the same way about just like three major components of being a composer. Mm. And I learned that on her first introductory session with the composers. And she just said one thing and I look like I was sitting in, and we have like you had U shaped tables and she was sitting at the end of one. I was at the other end of the U and it was one of those things where I was looking down and she said something and I just side eyed. From a, like, respect side eye, not a bombastic side. I was of a respectful side eye. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked at her and I went, yeah, I do that too. Mm-hmm. And then about 10 minutes later, she said another thing and I went, what? <laughs> um, yeah, that's exactly the way I think about this. And then she said a third thing, and I was like, okay, well, Zuckerberg's not doing his job, because you and I should have been best friends, like, 12 years ago, because we are doing exactly the same things. Yeah. Um, Like, really similar philosophy, hugely different styles, One, like, I love her stuff, but the stuff I'm talking about is, like, the business side. She's mm. self-published, but she has a really particular printer. She really loves Finale because of the way it looks. She's the one I was having that conversation with about it. Um, and um, and then she is a full-time artist as well, and I was about to graduate into being a full-time composer, and she does it by applying for grants and residencies. Mm. And her goal is to apply for 100 a year. And I was like... Okay, wait, what? Hold the phone. <laughs> like, this is exactly how I apply for competitions and calls for scores and yeah. residency programs and such. And it's exactly the same number. Do you know that article? You don't know the article. There's an article on aiming for 100 rejections a year. And she doesn't uh, know anything about it. Oh, you're talking to her. I was talking to her, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, no, I know, I like, you know. I know the article. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I thought, like, read this. <laughs> yeah. I still keep track of all my uh, rejections. Yeah, my, it's, and, it's well, good, and my acceptances, but you know, it's a good way to know what your current acceptance rate is. And if your current acceptance rate is one percent, and you want to get one thing a year, you have to apply for a hundred things. Like it's yep. a really good metric to know, if if nothing else. So yeah, she applies to a hundred things a year. So we ended up 
getting together, having dinner uh, a couple of times uh, as she was she was in residence at Tucsuntoc, which is a residency up in northern Michigan. And she was just visiting Interlochen. And as her visit went on, I was thinking about how alive it made me feel to meet a new composer a friend. New, yeah, yeah. And that was also about the same time I reconnected with a very old friend. And I it was very cathartic to do that as well and just like joke about older life. And I was realizing through all of this, this is what I was missing mid-pandemic. I love our friend group. Honestly, I am such a fan of our network of friends mm-hmm. where it overlaps, where it doesn't overlap the way it's just it's hilarious. There's never a moment of my life where I don't know exactly who to call when I am having a mild, <laughs> moderate or severe reaction to my life. <laughs> Facts. Like, you know, I went through a little bit of drama about six weeks ago. I called you and I called Andrew that day. Uh, mm. I was telling my my hairstylist and I are actually extremely close. We the only thing we have in common other than where we live is that we both graduated in 2003 from high school. Mm-hmm. But she and I are extremely close. Andrew can tell when I'm talking on the phone with her. He's like, that is the gen voice. <laughs> so, so going and getting my hair done is a friend catch up. And we did that right. today. And I was telling her about the drama and she was like, well, who did you call? <laughs> like She knows little stories about all of you. And she was like, oh yeah, no, that, those two make sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so like, I love our friend group. I, I do not want to substitute, but that infusion of new ideas that comes from adding new people to your surroundings. That is why I got so brought down by the pandemic. It wasn't it wasn't that I lost anyone close to me. I didn't. Everybody that I know that was was lost due to it was you know a a, a couple of steps removed from me. Yeah. I was extremely fortunate. I ended up being in a small town and did not knock on wood still. I still haven't caught it. You're one of the chosen ones. I don't understand. I should have got it last summer when Andrew did because we quarantined in a space so freaking small. I should I should have. But it's one of those things that like there was so much about the pandemic that was not too hard for me. Yeah. But that final year, 2022, the final yeah. hard part of it was I was in the same place still. We were starting to travel again, but I was still in the same place. And it just ate at me until I went a little crazy. A little. <laughs> just a smidge. So I, I have to say, I am so disappointed in my own body that. Because for the longest time, it was you and me. We were the only ones. That didn't get it. And then I fucking got it. I really, really loved being one of the chosen ones. It was so nice. I, mean, I honestly don't care. It's not a merit badge that I, I, know. I, I give a shit about. It's just like I've been, again, knock on wood, I've been sick twice in the last three years. Yeah. And it was like right after we all stopped masking at Fredonia, I caught a cold. I'm yeah. shocked. And then when I got to Interlochen, different community of germs. 
who's surprised i was sick yeah. by week, week three like <laughs> i'm not surprised because a kid came in sneezing and said my mom was sick yesterday and i was like why aren't you and i'm asked what's going yeah. on <laughs> you are sitting in my office for an hour <laughs> i mean honestly like when i first well i mean it's no surprise either like when i first moved back to the to the united states i was sick that whole first year yeah like i could yeah. not not have a cold mm-hmm. or or whatever. I was just constantly sick. And it was the same way going over there. The first year in China, I was always sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sucks. Different but. immuno community. Yeah. Yeah. But um one thing you were you were say like having that, you know, meeting new people, having that like, oh yeah, you do that too? Oh my yeah. god. You know, I, I will say there have been one of the benefits of doing the podcast is that there have been many uh of these, like, I, I would have to go back and actually look through them. But a lot of the, you know, a lot of these podcasts were my first conversation with this person. And a lot of them were the best first conversation. <laughs> like, like going back, I, I have a couple that come to mind immediately. Um, one, of the, one of them is actually Jen Jolly. She and I had never met. She was episode three. That was one of that was one of the best like first conversations with a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the other the other person I have to look through the list because mm-hmm. unfortunately I'm forgetting her name at the moment. Uh, it was Jessica Mays. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode seventy six. Oh my I love god, yeah. we had we, we had just such a good first conversation. And um, honestly, like, you know, it's it's been really fun for me and, and you know, for I'm, I'm sure for other people that have done hosting, you know, like Andrew's hosted, uh, you've done some um, mm-hmm. Garrett uh, Schumann has done a couple episodes. Um, you know, it's so nice to to do these episodes with people that you don't necessarily know. And then finally meet them in person for the first time and be like, right. oh, yeah, we 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 know so much about each other right now. Yeah. You know, like that's that's just so great. Honestly, and another. Um, it I, I will say the pot like the podcast was fine. Like we we did what we needed to do. We had connections on certain things just based on like um, age and, and everything. But. One, a couple people who have like, it's, I'm not saying like I'm surprised, but I'm surprised at how consistent it has been since we did the podcast. People that like, I've never met in my life, but, and still to this day have never met in person, but, um, our like social media Mm -hmm. connection and like hype up of each yep. other is still so strong. Um, the the biggest person is Forbes Graham. Oh, oh my yeah. god, that dude! Yeah. Like, I I first of all, I love his music. I love what he does. You know, like that's the whole reason I wanted him to be on the podcast because mm-hmm. like I found his music somehow. I I don't remember how, but you know, I was just like, oh, this is fucking cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's talk to him, and then. I swear to God, like, and it's just, you know, it's, it's little stuff. It's like, you know, 
throw a th- throw a heart on an Instagram story or throw a fire on an Instagram story or something like that. <laughs> and it's just but it and, and then like maybe that starts a little conversation. But it's just like, dude, we don't know each other. Yeah. But we do. Yeah. You know, and that that's I, I felt like that was that has been one of the one of the best things about doing the podcast is just like, you know, well, it was the initial goal to like yeah. know who who my peers are. Yep. You know, being, you know, starting it over in China in 2016 and then you know, when I was totally cut off from, and we've talked about this a bunch, but, um, you know, totally cut off and wanting to like connect with people that I didn't know and like figure out who my, who my peer group was. And in a way we all did that, you mm-hmm. know, like, because you guys have brought people to me that, you know, and I've brought people to you, to you that you didn't know and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been super good. Yeah. Now, I am talking about it like this. I know. <laughs> because episode 200 is probably going to be our last for a while. Yeah. I'm not, you know, we're not closing the door on anything. And there's no, like, specific time limit um, of, like, hey, we're, you know, we're going to take a break for six months. Or we're going to, I mean, we already took a break for, like, we six did. months. We did. We did. <laughs> or maybe even just... longer. I can't even remember. Neither can I. Um, but... I, I think we've, uh, you know, the, uh, we've just all kind of gotten to a place with our careers where mm-hmm. it's like the career has to take precedence. The career and has to take time. That's what it, it is. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's more so that. It's like yeah. the career just takes time. And it's time that when, you know, like... <laughs> If anyone has ever seen Andrew's schedule of his day, please his don't week go look for it. That he posts don't encourage him. on Facebook, <laughs> you know that they're like there's just no time. Yeah. Um yeah. and I mean, you know, only a couple episodes ago we were you know, it was my like Rob has a <laughs> uh a breakdown because uh he has, you know, however many pieces to write and no time to do it. And that's like that. That's you know, they're good problems. They're good problems to have, but they're still problems. And everything that can be put on a back burner or just completely gotten rid of altogether has to go that way because we we have the good problem of like, hey, shit, like we're, we have a lot of projects mm-hmm. right now that that we're that we're excited about and want to give energy to and want to give attention to so you know that's that's kind of why you and i are getting together on 199 we are overview a little look back at everything that's been accomplished in the last 199 episodes um and 200 will be a fun one 200 is gonna be a really fun one yeah and and then you know i've been joking with my students that i graduate with them uh, they, yeah. I've, I like, I haven't participated in a graduation since I started teaching eight years ago. I mean, like I've taught before that, but, but 
I started teaching at Fredonia eight years ago, and then Interlochen is the first graduation ceremony I've participated in, though, because it, oh, let's man. face it, 180 students graduating is not the same as a college graduation, and yeah. I'm <laughs> not going to sit through that. Love you oh, all, but... I sat um, through so, two of those this year. Oh, no. Both no, grad no. and undergrad. No, friend. So I, I finally participated in a graduation. I finally had to wear a master's hood because I didn't walk yeah. in my, right? Like, so um, I've joked with the students that I was, you know, that they that were seniors this year, that I was graduating with them because I wouldn't be returning to full-time teaching mm-hmm. in the near future. I Like, yeah. someone asked me the week of graduation. <laughs> so, like... I respect this, but how long do you realistically think you can sustain this? (laughs) And I was like, he's like, are you, I mean, like, are you done with academia? I was like, no, academia has already asked me back. I just don't know which phone call I'm going to pick up. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I've got a, I've got a lot of plans that do involve teaching, just not institutional teaching and, and things like that. So, you know, I'm on the I'm on this level of graduation. I graduated last week with my seniors into into this, and you are graduating from podcast land. So I think it'd be fun to also look forward and see what what what's going on. I mean, we've ta- we've heard about the pieces, but what comes next after lexical tones? What are you gonna do with your Monday nights at eight thirty p.m. <laughs> when Jamie is not at the grocery store frantically running back here because she should know it's Monday. My and God, it's what day. am I going to do? Well, my wife will probably be happy. <laughs> um, like we've been uh, so obviously tonight's a night off. And tomorrow night's a night off because I'm going to the um, Code concert in, mm. up in Columbus. And I've done um, – I went last month and saw and play the and play duo, uh, violin and viola. They were very, very good, very cool people. Found out that the violinist from Toledo <laughs> went to start high school, played in TYO – like went to el- the same elementary that my wife did lived a mere couple blocks from her wow. like yeah it's, it's crazy crazy <laughs> and uh, uh we went to the uh i took some students not the previous not in april but in march to the um hub new music concert um, that the Johnstones were putting on and, you know, went out afterwards with Jesse Christensen, who I went to grad school with and, you know, just just had a honestly, that's what I'm kind of looking forward to is um, having the evenings more opened up for, um, you know, going to concerts and not, you know, not needing to worry about like, oh, I got to keep this open in case this person needs to schedule then or blah, 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 blah. You know, just like being in the scene more and um, because that has been really nice. Um, mm-hmm. Because like you said, like, you know, during the pandemic, we were so insular and we, you know, we didn't get to like go and meet and, and do that. And like, that's one of my favorite parts about music is the hang. Yeah. You know, well, like and that's the, the concerts, thing, like you said, the podcast has opened the door to like really great first conversations, but you wouldn't yeah. have gotten to that violinist who right. lived a few blocks from your, your wife growing up. Like 
you wouldn't have gotten there without the in-personness of it all. And I right. think that's that's also like that's the thing that's the thing that I really missed is the accidental finds, not the Zuckerberg suggests you Yeah. friend this person. Um the those really awesome accidents. Um <laughs> really similarly, I was at a bachelorette party the day of graduation. <laughs> Yeah. From Interlochen. And I sat down next to someone who was like, oh, yeah, I ran the half marathon this morning. You're a runner, too. Well, it turns out she's a violist who was oh. just in town for the half marathon, but also knows the violist from Interlochen. And the three of us had so much fun that would not have been had if we didn't start talking about running. And it got back to string playing and it got back to hiking in and out of the Grand Canyon. And then it got like, it was just a weird, wonderful conversation that is an accident because she's so far outside of my normal network. But at the yeah. same time, she teaches it to Paul where Amanda DeBoer Bartlett graduated from. Like she's not that far outside. You just need the mm -hmm. right weird moments. Yeah. And like the, the um, Maya, the violinist that I met, you know, she lives in New York city. Mm -hmm. Like I, there's no reason our paths should have crossed. Yep. Um, but weirdly enough, we have so many things in common. Like mm -hmm. we were talking, we were talking about it at, at dinner after the concert and we were like, do you know any other people that made it out of start high school and are still, <laughs> still doing music? Like made it not even necessarily start high school, but made it out of Toledo and are still doing music. Like, we searched our brains and we were like, no, I think we're the, we're the two. Like there's, from that, from that time one. period. Yeah, okay. From that time period. From yes. that time period. Yeah. yeah. Because at, at Midwest we met, uh, Armand. Armand. Yeah. Who, who is, you know, down in Texas and, you know, teaching, teaching strings and playing concerts and. And was had, in the youth orchestra. Had, well, was in the I youth orchestra. Coordinator. And, uh, took, uh, history with my sister at start high school <laughs> yes, yeah. craziness. Um, yeah. but yeah, from, from that, because we, she entered as a freshman right as I left. So we just missed each other. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but you know how like they, they say like, you know, writers, writers crave experience. Yeah. And, for me right now, it just feels like I just need to meet some more people, you know? Composers like, crave community. Yeah, composers crave community. And yeah. it's like like I've I've interviewed a ton of amazing composers and each and every one of them. I'm so glad that like we got to share their music and um like I got to know them and and everything. But at the same time, it's like I know there are a bunch of other people out there and not necessarily even composers, too, you know, like uh, mu just uh, mm -hmm. uh, musicians and ensembles and stuff like that. And it it just feels like there I'm I'm a little bit ready to take a break from making content and put more effort into making connection. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, we'll leave the door open and uh, maybe 
maybe down the road we'll we'll start it back up again maybe we'll just here and there drop a random episode when we feel like squirrely and like when you me and andrew (laughs) yeah when you me and andrew are in the same place and we're like ah we're we're kind of we're drinking a little bit like ah let's do a podcast that sounds amazing um you know so okay the the toledo symphony commission that we've announced uh is and actually so it, it one one interrupt when we do that we should do a podcast about all of those i think so i think so Uh, i was going to suggest it but i also wasn't going to suggest it this close to episode 200 when you get a break (laughs) (laughs) but no Um, we we will we'll do it so so we this we're recording this a couple of days after we've just had the Toledo Symphony Commission kickoff experience. And because we are taking a look at the planets from a scientific mathematical approach rather than astrological or um or based in mythological mythology exactly because we're doing that we had a three-hour lecture, more than three-hour lecture yeah. between Friday and Saturday on from two astrophysicists from University of Toledo and we learned so much about the properties of the planets in our in our star system in our solar system and i got really poetic late in the lecture cuz i started i was not i was not the only one i got a few text messages afterwards that was like i cannot wait to get my planet assigned to me and then come back to the that part of the lecture cuz i zoned out so hard <laughs> 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 and I, we were talking about this earlier you're right it was like i was the only one that you were so engaged i was so engaged i was <laughs> loving all the nerd shit i was so there for it um i so like I, I even just i had a hard time being completely in it the whole time but we got to talking about orbital resonance yeah and i had this moment where i have i have this weird theory uh which I came up with when Andrew's mom passed. Mm. Like everybody has gravity. Every planet has gravity that enacts its own pull on one another. Right. We wouldn't all be in the same, in the right places if there, if Jupiter's gravity didn't affect things around it, all of the rest of the system. And when Andrew's mom passed, it was like, a star disappeared and a bunch of planets were like, how do we do this mm-hmm. with the gravity that was left, which isn't quite <clears throat> enough. And it just felt like I haven't heard a theory of religion that where like gravity couldn't be the God that they're referencing. Mm-hmm. Where like we are, we are talking about balance and purpose in the universe and what does that and so i've had this thought for 10 years now we just passed the 10th anniversary of her passing and that was when i really started to think about that um and i got poetic in the second half of this lecture where we're talking about orbital resonance and i was like if gravity is god orbital resonance are soulmates Mm, <laughs> and, yeah. and it works so perfectly to be talking about a collective where we are all in our own orbit but we are all balancing one another out we are all pulling each other and enacting gravity on one another in ways that 
affect one another's careers in positive ways for the most part, and where we all are moving forward together. And I just had this just weepy, I, we all know I've gotten emotional about this project multiple times now. Like, I, I cannot wait to be standing on stage with the nine composers who are writing for this, um, taking a bow. That is, that is, I am going to see that as a huge achievement of my career that we got us all there. And I, for years, have wanted to work with Toledo Symphony. I've been yeah. working around them and with them for 13 years now. It'll mm-hmm. be 14 by the time it's premiered. And there were a couple of times where I was like, yeah, my friends can write for you, but what about me? Yeah. And I never say it out loud because nobody wants to hear that. But we all know that every single composer thinks that when there's mm-hmm. big things happening in our friends' lives. Yep. And it's hard to fight it, and it's hard to not have a little pity moment. I still celebrate for them. Like, I will still always cheer them on. But there are moments where I'm just like, when? When is it my turn? When is it my turn? And I told Andrew after we had the lectures this week, I was like, this, the patience it took to not say what about me publicly to just have that as an internal thought is not normal for me. Uh But now seeing what service that paid into nothing could have been, nothing I could have done alone with them is possibly as big and important as what we are doing collectively. And that I think is what we set out to do when we started the collective. However many years ago, (laughs) Uh, how many? Eight? I think so. 2015? 2015? We, we officially, we all talked about it in 15. We officially launched yeah. in January of 16. Has it only Eight. been seven? Uh, well, I know that, wasn't there a time, isn't there a timeline on the it's website? It's only been seven and a half years. Seven years? Seven and a half? Since we what? launched the collective. Doesn't that seem insane? That seems like a... It, it seems, seems like it should like be it should at least be, 12. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Because I remember I remember having the, at that point, Skype yep. call uh, mm-hmm. with you and Andrew when about we were in... Uh, yeah, about the possibility of it. Yep. When we were in our second apartment in China, which would have been during our first year. So we had a we had a terribly shitty apartment <laughs> for the first like six weeks. And then we went over to someone else's house and we were like or someone else's apartment in the same complex that was a faculty member and we were like, oh this isn't right. Like oh there God. is no way we should be in like we just thought like oh this is what they all are. Nope. Oh nope. We got the shittiest department, so oh. we we're like, "You need to move us right now." Oh my god! <laughs> because like everything, every piece of furniture was falling apart, like un terribly uncomfortable. We were uncomfortable for six weeks. Yeah, like nothing you sat on or laid on or whatever just didn't hurt after ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like you know you're in a you're in a totally different country you're you're all like 
your equilibrium is completely out of sync and and you're dealing with like I can't even find comfort right now. Yeah. You know? So anyway, it was in our second apartment, which was very nice. Like, but then we <laughs> found it we found another one on our own, which was gorgeous and we loved that. We were that we were there for the last three years. Anyway, it was in that second apartment, so it had to be 2014 when we were talking oh. about it. Oh, you know why? Because 2014, yeah, we were we were starting to get the idea for it. Yeah. We were talking to the people who we would eventually offer the first, you know, round of of places in the uh, collective. But that was about the time I had at least five jobs all yeah. part time. And that was right after my book had launched and I was Uh still trying to figure out like how I was going to make money um, because I hadn't been hired. I had just barely been hired at Toledo Symphony as marketing manager. Yeah. And it started off as like normal 40 hours a week. I worked nine to five and I did not worry about it at all afterwards. So that was that was we started having the brain space to be able to say, yes, let's collective. That's right. Okay, sorry. So early 2014, way too many jobs. Late 2014, things started to settle. Yeah. 2015, my supervisor left and I took over her job, webmaster, and my job all at the same time while Uh still trying to sell tickets over the phone every day. <laughs> oh yeah and then we moved to Fredonia and it was like okay so we we took the late that we took the fall semester of 2015 to really get it set up get everybody on board and then we launched 2016 that's right right and the second time I ever saw you in person mm-hmm. was right before we moved to China mm-hmm. because you and Andrew had Kate and I over to your guys's place in Toledo yep and we had like lunch or something. Yep, in the backyard. Yeah, under the lilac bush. I miss yeah. that house still every day. Yeah, that was a good house. It was a really good. I still house. remember that. Like that was, that was yeah. It had so um, much storage, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, there was something I was I was gonna bring up after this, and now it's gone. Mm, orbital resonances orbital resonances thank you you're welcome um (laughs) how good have i gotten at backing up the train of thought for both you and andrew like (laughs) this is this is the thought that preceded (laughs) so one uh, all right um i'm i'm in the middle of writing weirdly enough uh weirdly at all not, well, not weirdly, but like I knew the the planets thing was coming, but also like I chose to do a series of miniatures for piano called Celestial Miniatures, and it was I I have to say it was really fun in the <laughs> lecture because I felt like I knew shit, which like there were some things where I was like, oh, I know that, I know that, just I know that. How may I? Yeah, <laughs> um, it was really fun for me. Um, because, like, I've spent the last month or so just digging into uh, moons, dwarf planets, asteroids, you know, all that right. all that kind of stuff. And just, like, eating up every NASA website and JPL website and videos and everything. So, but one of the things today, I was, I'm working on um, my piece for IO which is one of the closest moon of Jupiter. 
um, the closest big moon of uh, of Jupiter, and that's where he was talking about orbital resonances uh, with yep. Io, Europa, and Ganymede. Um, they are in an orbital resonance uh, where Io, uh, for every one, uh, well, let's see, for every one orbit of Ganymede, Io orbits four times and Europa orbits twice. Okay. They are in this resonance together. But I was like, man, that the the graphic that he showed us like wasn't making sense to me. It was like, man, they never line up. What the hell? You know? Shouldn't they line up if they're in this resonance? So I I emailed Michael today. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, he's like Yeah. He's he he's in this project with us. So I was like, hey, I'm doing this, you know, other I just have a question about this orbital resonance. I mean, can they like line up on the same side of Jupiter where all of their gravity is pulling at each other? And uh and he was like, let me go yeah, let me go check that out. Um <laughs> and uh he he sent me a paper uh later on, which I got to be honest, I'm probably not going to read all of it, but the main point was these planet or uh, these moons, they can only ever have two on one side at a time. Mm-hmm. They are in this relationship where there has to be one on the other side if the other two are going to line up. Which is why I feel like that, like. yeah, my hyper poetic, super exhausted brain saying orbital resonances are like soulmates. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just, it has to be in perfect balance, right? There yeah. has to be this rhythm to it where it's it's going to fall out. I, yes, I know it's way too, like, floof, floofy, but... A little woo-woo. <laughs> a little bit, but it just feels like there is... We have this hyper... <sighs> we personify the planets for a reason, the relationships and the way they act upon one another really reflects the way that humans act towards one another. Sometimes it's shitty. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's perfectly balanced. And sometimes it's just not quite right. It, like it's, sometimes, it's, sometimes Jupiter and Ganymede are tugging at both ends of Io, which makes Io explode into <laughs> volcano. <laughs> From tidal forces. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's what happens. But other times, Ganymede uh, has its own magnetic sphere uh, and produces its auroras, (laughs) which are gorgeous. You know? Mm -hmm. And and yet other times, (laughs) Io, being within Jupiter's magnetosphere, has, I forget what the, I forget what it's called now. But it has like a direct line to the pole of Jupiter, which causes like it's being in line with the magnetosphere of Jupiter causes Jupiter to have lightning. All of this, by the way, shows up on my TikTok feed (laughs) in the way that people are like, why does he make me this crazy? Like, like, tell me, tell me, being caught in a love triangle 
isn't whichever one starts going nuts with volcanoes because it's being pulled in two different directions by tidal whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me that all of this doesn't end up equating to the way we relate to each other as humans. We can talk science all day and we're going to because we've been commissioned to make a scientific perspective piece of music based on the Sometimes you've got Uranus out there rotating on its side, just completely fucking like off from the rest. Doesn't give a shit. Just is out there. It's like, fuck you. This is how I'm going to do it. Happy to be everybody's drunken uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I was, yeah. So there. Science is so fun, and we're such nerds. We're such, oh, that was what I was going to say in the middle of this lecture, when everybody's like, oh, can we dictate this? Oh, what about this? Oh, this, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, I could see you all. It was like I could see the gears in your head start, and then everybody's hands went to their keyboards, and I could just feel it coming. The whole conversation spills out into, we need to dictate this. Can we do that with it? What about this? Oh, my God. This graph <laughs> this graph of orbital resonances with Jupiter on the asteroid belt, that's that's form. Let's what do it. What are talking about? It's when one person's video glitched, and everybody was like, let's dictate it. <laughs> <laughs> And after letting you all go to town on this for a minute, I was like, I love you all, my nerds. <laughs> it's like, it does not matter if you are a science nerd or a music nerd. You're just going to nerd. We're just nerds. That's what's going to happen. Nerd's gonna nerd. Nerd's gonna nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so obviously, my my graduation plan, my what's looking forward is largely looking at this this big project, but we've also, adjective is... Going to launch an asynchronous course for entrepreneurship, possibly two. We're, we're thinking about taking the old course that was one set of lessons on how to build a business and market it um, as an artist and split it into like, here's the business side, here's the marketing side, do what you can when you can. That is the next, you know, thing that we are growing here so that we can expand and I can continue to do this. and. Look for other projects like the planets. Yeah. Like, I was not looking for that. Merwin called on January 10th and I was like, oh, this semester is going to be entirely different than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to be quietly teaching up in northern Michigan with no one paying attention to where I am. Nope. <laughs> January 10th. <laughs> when was... I, I remember the call. I, I don't have it on my cal- on that calendar. Hang on. Did you call me? Like, was it that day or was it the next day? Uh, I think I called you that um, I It was within the ballpark. It was, it, it in was the in, within 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was, <laughs> I was sitting in a, like, I, I was over at, uh, like, in Dayton or something, meeting oh. with a performer. And we had just gotten like uh, lunch, or well, it was—I don't know what it was. Um, it it was it was food at a non like meal time, because <laughs> okay. um, it di- it didn't make sense for lunch, and it really didn't make sense for dinner. But we were having <laughs> some food. Um, but anyway, yeah, like I remember, th- yeah, that call was so so fun. <laughs> 
because like it just uh i mean a you like you know it's we've talked about it it's no secret 2022 was holy fucking shit not great for you no um and uh it was then it was then and slightly after then Mm -hmm. like because i mean at at midwest we you know you and i had some had some late night conversations and before midwest november at your house totally yes before but also (laughs) still at your house was totally the moment where i was like hey I've been trying to tell you for a while, but I'm just going to say it out loud. This is rock bottom. Somebody save me. <laughs> I, need, yeah. I need someone to pay attention to this. She's well, gone. right. <laughs> well, and, and, and to to bring to. Uh, yes, that, that I was. I did a, start making jokes again at Midwest. I had like two. Yes. And you looked so surprised that I made anybody laugh. Vengeance. Vengeance. <laughs> And and I I couldn't figure it out for a little while until you told me in January that that you could see the change. But I couldn't figure out why you look so surprised that I made you laugh in December at Midwest. Mm-hmm. But I made these like two and only two jokes while we were while we were there, and you laughed, but you looked shocked that you were yeah. laughing. It didn't look like I'm enjoying this. It almost looked like what's gonna happen right now? Now like it. Is this gonna lead into some? Is she better or is she not? It was it right. was one of those things where you weren't entirely sure how to react to my jokes, which was weird for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, and and in in November, you know that was pretty. Yeah, that was that was rock bottom. And to 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 bring bring the full circleness. Mm. Um. Like after that, you know, after that conversation, you know, we we've had many a night where we stay up until like one, two, three in the three in the morning talking yep. or whatever. But it was after that one where it was like, no, I, I, I have to hug you right now. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> yeah, this needs to happen. Okay, so buckle up. Um. <laughs> um but yeah, after when the planets when the planets call came in from yeah. that point onward, and I told you this, it's like I could hear your voice getting like lighter. Yeah. You know? And yeah. like you know, you were funny again and Yeah. Like all that stuff and yeah, it's it's like it I think it the was final what, the final moment of coming out of it was maybe late April. I told I told another friend that I was like, I seriously thought about changing my name, moving to Bali, living on a shack or a treehouse and, <laughs> and like working at a bar. And that friend said, no, you wouldn't have lasted long. I would have found you. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, you wouldn't. And he said, yes, I would. I would have mm. dragged your back, your ass back here. I would have sat you down and said, we're going to fix this. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, <laughs> like. I could have used that pep talk a little sooner, pal. But like that was the final moment of like, yeah, even if I had run away, someone would have probably found me. Yeah. And I won't I won't get that far again without being like, hey, red flag again. Remember? Remember November 2020? Let's not let me get there. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, I mean, that is that is like the instructive thing. Like once you reach that place, it's like you know what to look for in yourself and you can identify like like a couple of weeks. I mean, the episode that came out a couple of weeks ago where I'm just like, I'm not to the point <laughs> of pacing around my house, like mm-hmm. not speaking to anyone, staring off into the middle distance, like having const- my heart rate is constantly elevated. I'm not to that point yet, but I'm also not far out. So let's yeah. like, let's not let it get that far again. You know, you have to go there before you know what to look for. And the last time I was like that, you know, last year was right after I graduated from grad school. Yeah. And the only people who were around me then that are still around me were Andrew and Amanda. Mm-hmm. But Amanda wasn't like in my proximity. And I am very, very good of just withdrawing when I'm feeling like this and not mm-hmm. engaging. And you drove me fucking batty in October and November because you needed me because I was in residence at Ohio University. And you just kept showing up. And I was like, I just want to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> too bad Jamie. oh my god it was it was so much um but it was one of those things where like if amanda had been if i had been regularly talking to amanda but she's like she was getting prepared to move to chicago yeah if i had been regularly talking to her and i dropped off the face of the earth she would have been like mm, this looks familiar let's go you know and, yeah. and but it was just one of those things where like nobody else who's around me now has seen me like this in the past so mm. and i don't like asking for help in these moments i'm like eh, really? i'll fix it i'll fix it i'll read a bunch of books <laughs> your your ho- ones <laughs> your hockey romance novels <laughs> Those were not the ones that dragged me down. <laughs> oh, was it the, the the Thorn and Roses one or something? That one killed me yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that one. It was Court of Silver Flames. You cannot, you cannot dig out when you're reading her stuff. Yeah. One thing I do have to mention, um, if anyone's still listening, um. <laughs> On episode uh, 48, we had uh, my friend Ling Ling Huang on, and that was kind of like, we we had t- mostly stuck to composers at that point. Like, on episode 10, we had Quince, mm-hmm. um, we had... Uh, Kaylee and Liz from Quince. Um, I had had a choreographer on. I had had a, um, I had had a musicologist on at that point, but everyone else. uh, Yeah. Pretty much everyone else up to that point was a composer ling ling uh brilliant violinist but i actually wanted to have her on to talk about her writing um because she was doing this um she had like a blog or a website or or something like that and i think she used to post to facebook but she used to post these haikus and they were wonderful they were they were just wonderful so we had her on to talk about like her as a musician you know like what are the 
what are the pieces that she wants to feature? What are the performances of hers that she wants to feature? But also let's talk about writing. Well, if you've been anywhere <laughs> close to book talk on or or anything right now, um, Ling Ling is like a fucking best-selling author. That's awesome. <laughs> and her book, Natural Beauty, holy fucking shit. <laughs> I read it in two days. Mm. And That's right. I remember you sharing this. Yes. Read it in two days. Um, it is about a, uh, a young Asian... Uh, woman who is a former pianist like conservatory training you know started very young went you know kind of prodigy whatever 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 but then kind of for reasons that are uh, revealed in the book kind of stops playing and uh gets into the world of like holistic beauty um you know, like, uh, oh, well, let's use this to bring out the essence of whatever. And, you know, let's let's use all these products. And she gets hired at this place called Holistic with an H not and a K. Um, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, Holistic. You know, okay. like, boutique-y, um, you know, beauty products or whatever. <laughs> And shit gets wild. <laughs> like, so good. So fucking good. Um, and I love, I, you know, even back to her haiku days, I've always loved Ling Ling's writing. She's like, she has, a, uh, like, she has a lot of wit. Mm. And she gets, she can, like, pierce an idea really well and i think she does this in this book hmm. um but also i have to say like the passages that are about music are fucking spot on yeah like i was i was posting uh you know little blurbs of the book that were about music and it was like jesus christ you are in my head right now Ling Ling. <laughs> like this is amazing what you're the things you're saying you know um about music and about performance and and everything that are in this book too that you know honestly that th uh the the music side of things is probably not the draw you yeah. know yep. that is, that's not the reader the the reader she's going for but the fact that like it's accurate it's it's totally accurate. It's not a director writing about ballet being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. never get the true like insight into the discipline because, right? It's from an outside perspective. It's from somebody who's been trained in writing instead of no, because she's got the actual perspective. That's yeah. awesome. I just like I want to hype this book so much. <laughs> Everyone should go out and buy it and read it uh, because it's so good. And I'm so, like, happy and proud of my friend who, you know, like, it was, like, I remember when she, you know, she was <laughs> playing music, like, by me and Steve and Charlie and yeah. hanging out and coming to our place and, like, having, you know, 
like that it's just it's just so cool when uh you know when your friends do awesome shit yep so yeah. ling ling huang natural beauty go out and buy it go read it i will i will have to replace the current like i read this in 24 hours review with yours because i i did buy a book i fell i fell prey to the the marketing of I've read this in 24 hours and I fell into it with a book called Tell Me Lies. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is about a college couple that is so toxic so far that I'm just like <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> I, I told Andrew I almost DNF'd it just because like they're stressing me out. I would probably suicide right? and be like, look, no. <laughs> God, I did that with a John Cage biography. Oh yeah. Yeah, Kenneth Silverman wrote this uh, John Cage biography, and he's like, the the author is a biographer. That's what he does. He like wrote a biography of like Houdini or something. You shouldn't have to DNF a biography written by a biographer. What? What's DNF? Do not finish. Right. Yeah. That. uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's what I thought of. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Mm. It was like, it was, there was a paragraph on the prepared piano. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That was an involuntary squawk. (laughs) A paragraph. But we spent like three pages on who Cage was fucking at the time. So that's important. Okay. Well, I'll be reading that. Yeah. It's terrible. Um And the funny thing was, I wrote a bad review of it on Amazon, and the writer actually, the author responded. Yep. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, buddy. How old was the biography? Was it brand new? Uh, It was pretty brand new when I... Okay, uh, I was going to say, like, them responding within the first year, like, watching it yeah. and responding, but, like, anything after the end the end of that first year it's been out, like... No, I, <laughs> I had it... you stalking yourself. <laughs> well, right. Um, yeah, I had it pretty, pretty early because I was so excited. Like, oh, another Cage biography. I've already read one. And the one I read was written before he died. Mm. Yeah. So it was like, and this came out, you know, like 20 years after he died or something hmm. like that. Anyway. Um, I do want to say, I want to, yes. I want to circle back for one minute. Yeah. Let's circle back. Because I, and I, then I want to let it go because I have, um, like Toledo Symphony's commission is a wonderful thing. And it is one of the components of me pulling out of the very dark place I was last fall, but it's only one. And part of it was the bigger part was by being in a different place for five months, by really just like working on what was going on upstairs here. Like I had the space to do that so far outside of my normal routine that the good things that happened while it helped boost the process, it wasn't the thing. I really strongly believe that I can't rely for the rest of my life on good things happening to pull me out of bad moods. It is kind of how I handled my 20s. <laughs> it's like but, every time things were getting really bad, I would like get I would get into a call for scores or a conference or or something. And that good thing would boost my mood enough to like get through the next three shitty things that happened. <laughs> and that's not what I'm encouraging here. Totally. And but I, I do think like the Toledo Symphony thing, it was a catalyst. It was. It was it, it was. was like it lit a spark that allowed you to go further 
yep. and give you this and 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 Interlochen, honestly, Interlochen was Enormous. a huge part of part of it and too. Meeting Lelahua, which wouldn't have happened without Interlochen at that time, but like meeting people who inspire me and co- and having conversations that excite me and all of it together. I I left Michigan. I honestly had a hard time last week leaving Michigan. And yeah. Cherie came home, obviously, right? She she came home from San Francisco, but then they left for England and I was in their house for 2 weeks by myself. And Andrew flew in on graduation day and Helped me pack up. He helped me take care of the pets, which was the reason I stayed a little beyond graduation was to make sure that, you know, Cherie came home before I left so that the dog and the cat were taken care of. And when when Cherie went to fly home, she called from England and said, hey, uh, security, like the equivalent of TSA is on strike here. There's not enough people running security. So we're not sure even if we get there four hours early, we'll make our flight. That's how delayed the lines were. So, yeah. like, we're going to try and figure something out so you can drop the dog off with, with somebody else and then you can still leave on Thursday. And I was like, honestly, you know, don't worry about it. If we have to leave Friday after the lecture, we'll just get home late and get up. Like, we'll make it work. And when she got home, she was like, I was honestly really surprised that you said that because I am ready to be home. And I've been home more than you have, Jamie. I only came home for spring break. That was the only trip I took in five months. And that's not normal for me either. But I was, and it was even, it was coming back to New York. And that's not how things normally happen. So Cherie had come home once a month. And when she was ready to be done with France and England, she was like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Yeah. And I was like, I could stay another day. (laughs) She's like, what is up with that? That's not normal for you. That's not normal for any of us. Like we want to be home. And I was like... I'm having a hard time leaving because I got better here. Yeah. And like so many good things happened that were public life, personal life, um, musical life, not musical life. So, so many thing, good things have happened to me in the past five months. And I know that I'm in a place where I am extremely well supported. And because I was, I mean, I had, I had housemates, obviously, like, Rory and uh was there and and Cherie's fiance William lives there now as well so there were three of us in the house for five months but we're all kind of doing our own thing and in our own circles and every once in a while we'd run into each other for the first time in three days and be like oh hey how are you you live here (laughs) (laughs) but there was a whole lot of just like insular time where I reconnected with everybody and I am so well taken care of you know like I am so I am in such a position of being cared for emotionally and it was hard to see when I was in the mess of last year and that Mm -hmm. is ultimately what pulled me out yes there are some good things yes interlochen was a very good thing for me but it was it was being outside of my norm it was being isolated to reconnect it was having a couple of good catalysts and all of that reminded me that it wasn't it was it's all gonna be it's all gonna be good yeah. So, yeah, I didn't want to focus too much on that because, like, yeah, entirely. My 20s were just like, oh, things are bad. <laughs> I need to apply to three more things so something good happens. <laughs> things are bad. Let's go charge some happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we definitely can't afford that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we know what retirement 
Yeah. Oh, well, in 199 episodes, I'm not sure we've solved anything, but it's been a nope. ton of fun. <laughs> yeah, it has been. I mean, was it ever? Was the point ever to solve anything? Nah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, you're not going to change the world with a podcast, but you might make someone smile. Yeah. You know, when, when students are having their worst days... And they're like, all under stress and pressure from this decision that they've got to make. I'm like, you know, no matter what note you choose to put there, no one's going to not cure cancer because of the decision you made. We are, we are not that impactful. (laughs) We mean, we mean a lot and we do a lot for the world as composers. But no one's going to die if it's a B-flat instead of a B-natural at the end of I've Symphony. You don't know that, Jamie. <laughs> I do know that, Rob. <laughs> I know there are... 10 <laughs> versus 11. I don't know. Well, in the spirit of this week, Andrew um, made me watch a documentary last night on something about getting into infinity or something like that. It's on Netflix and it's about the concept of infinity and why Mm. it's both like real and unreal at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, I know that, you know, in, if there were infinite universes, that was loud. If there are actually infinite universes, there would have to be one where choosing a B flat versus a B natural would kill someone. Yes. But it's not this one. Well, you don't know. I don't know. I know for certain. (sighs) Jesus Christ, Jamie. I hope that's true because I am going through it right now with this piece. (laughs) I'm just like, should it be this? Should it be that? A little decision fatigue, Rob. (laughs) Yeah. I think most, more than anything, it's because we had, we had a lecture on Friday yeah. Then we had SCI or uh, uh, we had a lecture on Saturday, but we also had SCI concerts. We also had SCI concerts on Sunday yep. that I attended in the midst of finishing one of the movements. To, I, I did not have a weekend and I thought that I could go into Monday and just be like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to write again. No, I'm not. You know, I'm Andrew just woke not up this morning and went to work. And I was like, that's a little weird. Um, You need a day off, friend. Like, you worked all weekend on two projects at the same time. SCI conference, running running the SCI conference. Yeah. And being a part of the adjective planets kickoff. I was like, you really need a day off. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to work. I'll see you at 4.30. And I was like, I won't be home from the hairdresser until, you know, at least 5.30. Don't worry about that. By 10.30, he had texted me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I am exhausted. I said, well, I'm going to Chipotle for lunch. You want to come to my hair appointment? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is how we ended up with the absolutely fucking brilliant picture my stylist yeah. took <laughs> of me sitting on the floor in foils while Andrew is figuring out which planet is getting assigned to which composer. <laughs> <laughs> with your little like uh, um... hair foils. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that, but also like, um, it it it's a stand-in for um solar panels or something, or you know, yeah, your your little <laughs> satellite on your head. Um, it looks fabulous. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, 
what what I did today was I went to the gym and then I went to school and tried to start doing stuff and nothing nothing good was happening. Mm-hmm. And then eventually at about two o'clock, I was like, okay, you know what? My kids and I are supposed to take a bike ride today or we're going to go putt-putting or something. Let's let's just, I, I need to be done. Yep. And the, th- the fucking thing was... <laughs> On, I don't even know. Okay. I wrote two different Facebook posts that I deleted before. Like, I didn't post them. Mm-hmm. I just, del- I wrote them and then I immediately deleted them. And one of the posts was, wait a minute. Why am I fucking on this platform? I <laughs> never post anything that's real. Yep. Like, I always delete everything before I post it. Why am I on this again? Oh, yeah. It's an address book and a calendar. Yep. Got it. Ugh. But the 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 putt putting was very nice with Good. my kids. Good. All of all three of us, Violet Sloan and I, on hole two of this shitty little putt putt course <laughs> in Athens. That you don't even have to pay. Like it's just there. You bring your own stuff to. Like we have we have our own putters. We have our own golf balls. We just show up and do it. It's just there. I'm sure at some point there was some sort of like you have to pay to be on this, but it is so dilapidated now that no one cares. I mean, it's not it's not good at all. I was going to say, isn't that like an insurance problem? (laughs) That it's just like there and open. I mean, there's no like windmill or dinosaur that's going to fall over. Okay, keep going. I I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) We found this during the pandemic. And, like, you know, it was even shittier then. They did some work to it now. Um, <laughs> but we go with our, with our you know, golf balls and our putters. We bought, we bought a kid's putter. Um, and, uh, and all of, all three of us on hole two, we all had hole in ones. Wow. And it is, it is a, you have to do at least three bank shots Ooh. to get a hole in one. It's a zigzaggy one. <laughs> I'm very So impressed. you should be. And it, uh, it made the day slightly better. Good. That's but good. I still have to, I still have to choose some notes tomorrow. And that's <laughs> I troubling. really think you all should come up to Interlochen this summer because I did find, well, I was out on a long run. I did find. Pirates Cove, go karts, and putt putting. Ooh. And I haven't told Andrew yet. Ooh. I that haven't told good. him because he's always dying to go putt putting. <laughs> and we never make it. But it turns out it's like right around the corner from Cherie's house because I made it there on a long run. So it has to be relatively close. <laughs> Dude, you guys should you guys should come to Athens and we can go putt putting on this stupid, silly thing. It's terrible. It's really terrible. <laughs> if I come to Athens again, I'm making you and Sloan go back up that ravine. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's exactly what you both sounded like that day. <laughs> Thanks for listening. As always, if you want to find out more about adjective new music or lexical tones, please go to our website, www.adjectivenewmusic.com.